Africa. Welcome to the Lone Star Play podcast. I'm Norman Buckley, and I'm here to talk about Sweet Magnolias and NCIS Hawaii and fun facts. <laughs> so, Serenity's cutest couple is back on track. What I'm looking forward to is the morning I can wake up with you on my arms. Is something going on with you two that I should know about? When did you two become a pair of hovering Hannahs? How do you feel about them fighting over you? Excited. Oh, no! <laughs> Maddie, Dana Sue, and my sisters. You haven't even told me why you took your brother's car. You could have died. Tell me what you know about your birth parents. I just want to know whose eyes are staring back at me every single time I look in the mirror. You're gonna start taking responsibility for the habit that you wreak in people's lives. Ever talked to Annie about Ronnie? No, because I haven't even talked to Ronnie about Ronnie. <laughs> After wading through all of the hurt, I'm starting to see the hope. There's so much more to you than the game, more than you've ever realized. I'm really glad that we get to spend more time together. Would you mind terribly if I kissed you right here? I cannot imagine going through this without having this. You never have to go through anything big or small on your own. Life will surprise you, and so will your ability to remember the sweetest moments. Pour it out. <laughs>How many of these episodes of this second season did you direct? I directed four of them, and I uh, produced all of them, and yeah. worked worked mostly on on all of them in post production. You know, working with the editors, and that was kind of my my focus this year beyond the episodes that I directed. Was um, uh, we kind of divvy up the work amongst the producers, and so I focused a lot on the editing with the editors, which was uh harkening back to my roots because i came from editorial that was that's right I really did yeah so i was a i was an editor for a long time before i was uh <laughs> you know a director so um yeah it, it was fun it was a good season and, and uh went very smooth in spite of the covid restrictions and we were sure. able to get through it without a lot of um without a lot of problems so how much of the show comes together in the production studio as opposed to maybe a film or something? You know what I mean? Like, is it already just so set that like when you get to the production, it's really just picking some takes because it's kind of all set up or. Well, the, the writing is very strong. And so, you know, yeah. for the show is, is certainly there. And, you know, it's always about trying to find the balance and, and making sure that things are playing as you hope they do. And. And, uh, but yeah, I think that, uh, you know, we edit as we go along. So by the time we finish an episode, we're, we're already into the editing of it and trying to figure out. Oh, really? Out. Oh, okay. So we, we edit right behind the, the, the shooting of it. And then um, a lot of wow. time it's spent you know, dealing with the sound and the score and all of that after we get a cut together sure. for everybody. And it's a um, um, very busy time when we're shooting for sure. Are there a lot of deleted scenes in this season that didn't get used? So. Or for the no, most part? I, I think for the most part, maybe a couple, but not anything um, substantial. I think we cut out a lot less this season than we did in season one. I think 
you know, we know the show, we know the characters. Yeah. So Cheryl Anderson, sure, the sure. showrunner, is very, very um, um, clear about the stories that she wants to tell. And, and um, uh, so it was uh, um, pretty clear what our structure was for each episode. And so I would say, no, there wasn't a lot cut out this year. We, we pretty much, what you see is what you get. So, that's awesome wow yeah. that's, uh, some people may be disappointed in an odd way by that just because they love the show and they like, like the there idea, should be more like, yes, yeah, yes. I, I, of course i mean yeah. who doesn't uh, want to see you know extra things from something they love right yeah I, there's not much there on the cutting room floor this year i don't think so you you equally disappointed and made some people happy <laughs> i think at the same time with that answer well, uh, right <laughs> which is fine um so look, uh, let, let's discuss the culinary aspect of the show here, because last time you hear we, we talked about that, too, of the first part, because one of the main characters, an integral part of the show, she's a chef. She owns a restaurant. I mean, yep. that's my background. That's a big part of our show. Right. Talking food. So what um, what sort of like steps were taken this this uh, year? to ensure sort of like a proper culinary environment. Was there anything done differently from the first season? Because remember, the first I told you how great it was. It was really done so well. And I have to say the second season, same thing. Well, really I like to think cover. that we stepped it up a little bit this year. I think the quality of the food on the plate. Well, that's the, true. The, the yeah. styling of the plates is uh, definitely there was a big improvement this year. And sure. um, uh, I, that's a real tribute to our props department because they were all over it and uh, really did a wonderful job of making it feel uh, appetizing and, and uh, um, you know, uh, it made it feel like a restaurant you would like to go to. Yep. So uh, that was uh, definitely, um, um, in my mind, we, we improved the quality of the restaurant. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Absolutely. I would agree uh, completely. Yeah. I, and I think that's, that could easily be overlooked to be honest with you. And I'm glad you do, you guys just don't do that. I'm glad. Well, you, you know, it's always difficult on a set because you're shooting all day long and you've got to have food that uh, looks appetizing after eight hours of shooting. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's definitely, it's a real Challenge. tribute to them. It's a real tribute to the props department because they were back, they were back there working all the time to make sure that everything looked really, really as good as it possibly could. And sometimes that requires multiple versions of, a plate yeah. of food, you know, so it's that's a good um, point. Yeah, that's a great point. Multiple yeah, yeah. versions of that dish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, depending on what we would tell them, how long we thought a scene would take to 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 shoot, you know, would determine like just how much food they'd buy. Sometimes, you know, they might say, you know, well, we'll give you 12 cakes or yeah. uh, I know that in the fair sequence, you know, they were cook they were back there cooking pancakes the whole time, you know, just so that the <laughs> pancakes would look really fresh. All right. So what were what were some of the biggest struggles uh, making season two, both as a director and a producer? Well, COVID, I think, was the biggest struggle sure. because we were trying to keep a really safe set and uh, we had to be tested three times a week. Everybody on the show had to be tested at least three times a week, sometimes more. Oh, wow. And uh, we had to wear masks the whole time and uh, sometimes face shields. Like the first, the first part of the season, I was wearing masks and goggles, which yeah. is, it was a real encumbrance because um, on, on multiple levels, it's uncomfortable. Sure. It's just hard to, to spend a whole day, uh, particularly uh, during the summer, with uh, um, a mask and goggles on. But number two, you know, so much of what 
directing the actors is, is is facial expressions and shorthand. You know, they can they can read in my face whether I'm happy with something or not, which is um, was harder this year because you know having my face is covered, so they're only seeing my eyes, so they have no idea if I'm smiling or if I'm you know frowning or if I'm upset. And I think that oh, was wow. the, that was the biggest struggle that we all faced was learning to kind of navigate these COVID restrictions. Sure. And um, uh, fortunately, we didn't have any problems where we had to shut down. So well, I was really grateful about that. So we we were able, once we started shooting, to shoot out our, our full season without any real problems. So that was good. Yeah. As a, as a producer, was there added things you were having to do that as a director you wouldn't have had to do, right? Are you even having to like coordinate some of that? Well, I'm not, I'm personally, we have a COVID team in place that was handling the, um, the, the, um, safety regulations and, um, I I didn't have to do any of that. So I was, I'm very grateful to them. That was a hard job that they had a thankless job, making sure that everybody was wearing their mask and making sure that everybody was abiding by the regulations. So that was definitely um, something that um, um, was a concern for the production overall, but was not something that I specifically had to contend with. So no, for sure, yeah. absolutely. D- does that add to the budget, or does yeah? You know, or do they uh, give you yes, more? Uh, there was a whole it? new department that yes, it indeed added to the budget, and I think that every show uh, yeah. right now is, has that. Uh, that built in now that that um, um, built in for possible delays, possible sure. shutdowns. I think that, uh, that yeah, it's a big part of the budget. Yeah. But uh, how much I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure. uh, really focused in on any of that as much as my my role is much more kind of keeping focus on the creative side of things with um, with our showrunner Cheryl Anderson. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. Was there anything during the show that you guys didn't get to shoot that you wanted, maybe because of COVID or, or for whatever reasons? I don't think so. I think the only thing is it limited the number of big scenes we could do. It limited the number of extras we could have in a scene. Okay, it, yeah. It limited certain kinds of, um, when there were crowd scenes, it required um, more uh, time because we had to kind of allow for the, the testing that needed to be done and uh, uh, okay, really trying yeah. to make sure that everybody was um, ready and safe in order to go into the set. Uh, so it added to a lot of the bureau- bureaucratic side of things, but uh, it didn't seem to interfere too. I feel like we got we got the show that we wanted to shoot and uh, it, it all went very smoothly. So, yeah, that's all you want, right, at yeah, the end of mm-hmm. the day. We yeah. shot from uh, early April until the middle of July, I think. I think that's right. And, then, uh, you know, spent the last several months just kind of finessing the shows in post, getting ready for the premiere. And uh, Netflix, you know, as you know, drops everything uh, at once. And so yeah. they they do all the dubbing, they do all the languages for all over the world. And so all of that has to be done before they drop the show. So wow. that's why it took so long to get it up on the uh, stream streamer before, uh, you know, like after we finished there's sure. there several months lag. I hope that we'll be back to it soon. I hope <laughs> they give us an official pickup soon so that we can start to plan for season three. And so we can get, a- that's the big question yeah. that everybody wants to know, man, to be yeah, honest with well, you. Uh, I, I, I don't know yet, but yeah. I, I have high hopes that we have a season three coming. 
I can't imagine. I mean, it would just be ludicrous of Netflix not to. This this show creates such a conversation. It's not just a show that people like. It's what the show creates in the after watching it. You know, I can see it in the groups. I mean, we're talking thousands upon thousands of people so emotionally involved in the show. Well, I, I'm very impact. I'm very happy about that. I feel like it does seem to have hit a record, and I do feel like that people are extremely excited about it. And I think. Yeah. It, I think it's because it speaks to values and it speaks to the way that people live their life as part of a community and how they live their lives uh, in, in, as part of a family unit and friendships and how, how people are sustained by both their family and their friendships and, and the community at large. So I think it speaks to uh, uh, really important values at a really important period of time, you know, so I, I'm, um, I'm grateful to be a part of something that's putting a real positive spin on things um, in a world that can be excessively negative. So. Uh, couldn't have said it better myself, yeah. Norman. That's, yeah, absolutely well said. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about this uh, episode of NCIS Hawaii, yeah. which is a new show that's out on CBS, yeah. okay. uh, which is one of the biggest shows in history. Well. Um, apparently. <laughs> um, so yeah, when we come back, we're going to actually watch the trailer for that new show, uh, not necessarily your episode, but just the trailer that oh, came sure. out for, you know, for that show. And then we'll jump into that. So we'll okay. be right back. Sure. All right. This is a segment we call reading the comments. Here we go. I did an interview with James McMurtry. Someone commented, host talks way too much. Thanks for the support, man. Did another interview with director Catherine Hardwick. She directed Twilight and Lords of Dogtown. Someone commented, two super stoners, one of which makes more unnecessary fakes laughs than Jimmy Fallon. And a stoner with the failed movie, Babbling. Awesome. Thanks for the support, man. Please subscribe. All right. That's our segment, reading the comments. Back to the show. All right, guys, uh, we're back on the show. We're back with Norman. We had a great time talking about Sweet Magnolias and his work on the show. Well, we're going to have a great Q&A about the show coming up. But first, we're going to talk about NCIS Hawaii. It's a new show on CBS and Norman. Uh, we're going to find out how Norman's involved and what he's got going on with it. We're going to watch a quick trailer uh, for the show, see what it's all about. Showtime. NCIS. 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 It's Naval Criminal Investigative Service. Hey, I'm Vanessa Lachey, and I am playing Jane Tennant on NCIS Hawaii. I am the first female lead of the NCIS franchise, and I don't take that lightly. And I'm excited to bring a different layer to this role and hopefully inspire this next generation of young girls and women. My character, Jane Tennant, is special agent in charge of NCIS. She is a mother of a 15-year-old boy and a nine-year-old girl, and that is real life, juggling life and love and work. 
Hawaii is the perfect setting for NCIS and the next chapter of the franchise. I myself have traveled there a little bit. I was born on an Air Force base in the Philippines and passed through Hawaii. You know, I obviously know the first layer that most people know when they pass through and you see the beautiful waters and the beaches. But what I'm interested to show is uh, the depth to the people of Hawaii. There's so much beauty there. There's so much culture there. And hopefully I can portray to everyone and show the beautiful side of Hawaii. All right, saddle up. Let's talk a little bit about this show. Um, it's, uh, you know, how, how did you get involved with? Uh, well, I've worked with uh, one of the showrunners before, uh, Jen Nash. I'd worked with Omar Zillian Isles. I'd worked with the line producer and the production manager before. I was delighted when they asked me. I wrapped up my season of Sweet Magnolias and then they asked me to do the first episode of The Back Order. So I'm, I'm doing episode 14, which I think is going to be on at the end of this month. I'm not sure of the exact date. I, I would encourage people to check their local listings, but I, my episode is the next one to be aired. And um, I went there in November, um, just had a lovely, lovely time working on the show. I really, really enjoyed the cast. I enjoyed the crew so much. Uh, had, had a great script that was written by the three showrunners. Um, uh, and um, I uh, just... Um, What's the yeah. episode called? Do you know what the episode's called? Uh, I think it's called Broken, but I'm not sure about that. that or if I'm there in is an episode called Broken. I saw yeah, that. I think that's mine. Yeah, okay. I, I okay. Uh, you know, was on the cover page of my script for a whole month, but uh, <laughs> you know, I can't, I, I can't remember right off the top of my head. But that's what's sorry called. to call you uh, out on that, Norman. I'm, I'm also sorry. Like, never sure when I'm supposed to talk about the title or not, because sometimes sure. they hold back on the title. But, um, but yeah, it's a good episode. It gave me um, uh, uh, an opportunity to do a lot of things that I haven't been doing because I've been working on Screaming Noise for the past couple of years. So it was just a lot of fun, and it was a, it was a wonderful way to spend. I was over there for the entire month of November. I was there over Thanksgiving, and I just had such a nice time. And it was um, um, really, um, uh, again, it was a labor of love. I was yeah. just really lucky that they um, decided to include me in the NCIS family. It's, uh, first time I've done an NCIS episode of any kind, and I really uh, enjoyed it. So, what was it like doing like some people. action scenes? Yeah, there are definitely some action scenes. Right, like there's, there's definitely like some uh, some stuff that we would not be doing on Sweet Magnolia. Yeah, yeah. You know? So uh, and that was fun, and I loved the stunt coordinator, and I really um, loved the special effects department. Uh, there was just there was a lot in it that was very cinematic, and I really was delighted that I landed on an episode that gave me a chance to do some really uh, different stuff. Uh, I love telling stories visually. That's the reason why I got into filmmaking in the first place is I'm a, um, a visual storyteller. I like trying to figure out how to tell a story such that you could turn down the sound and track the emotional line of the story. And, and um, this episode really gave me a, sh a chance to do that. And I, I think it's a good one. I think it's, it's really good. And it's going to open the whole rest of the season. It's the it's the first uh, episode back after the Olympics. And so I think it'll be, it's a powerful one. So I hope people watch. I hope you oh, watch. Oh gosh, yeah. absolutely, yeah. of course. Uh, what was yeah. it like working with uh, Vanessa? The lovely, lead? lovely yeah. person. Yeah, Vanessa Lachey is just terrific. Easy to be around, 
wonderful to um, uh, converse with, uh, wonderful to, to direct, just just was so much fun to work with. But the entire cast was as well. I, sure. I liked the, the regular cast uh, top to bottom. Uh, the guy who is the the uh, visiting um, cast was a guy I'd worked with before in New York. And so that was a nice reunion. Worked with a guy named David Call, who um, um, I'd worked with on Gossip Girl years ago. So that was a nice reunion. Uh, Alec Mappa is a guest in it. And I had not worked with him before, but it was a pleasure to meet him. And so um, it, it, it was one of those experiences where it just went so smooth. The entire episode went so smooth. I really, I hope they'll invite me back next year. My fingers are crossed because I had such a nice time working with them. I really did. So my hope is, yeah. is Sweet, Magnolias will, uh, Sweet Magnolias will get a third season and then maybe on the tail of that, hopefully I can go back to Hawaii sometime next year. Come on, fingers crossed. If, hey, if any of them are listening, I hope that they'll, they'll <laughs> take, take it in how much I'd like to go back. So you're shooting literally on location in Hawaii because yeah. sometimes they do fake that, right? I mean, no, uh, it's it's uh, it's Hawaii and it's uh, in Oahu and um, in Honolulu. Um, but we went to the north side, of the, the, as they say, the windward side of the island. We shot on the beach, um, several scenes on the beach, and um, I um, got to see a lot of the island while I was shooting. So that was nice. It was wow. actually my first trip to Hawaii. I'd never been to Hawaii before. Oh, uh, really? So, I never had. I um, I had planned over the years, I planned several trips to Hawaii. And then every time I priced it out, it was like, oh, I can go to the Caribbean for half as much. So I'll just go there, you know? And so I, uh, I'd never really gone to Hawaii. So it was great to be in Hawaii. It's great to be in Hawaii on somebody else's dime. So uh, I uh, really had a nice time and um, uh, just, in a very short time, learned to love the place a lot. And, you know, so it's beautiful. It's a beautiful place. I would like next, if I, yeah. if I get to go back, if I'm lucky enough to get to go back, or if I just go back at some point, I'd really like to visit the other islands. I'd like to do a little bit of island hopping and see how oh, sure. it is on the other islands as well. Cause I was only on Oahu. So I've never been to Hawaii. I don't know. I don't know any really anything about it to be yeah, honest. Well, there's, just what I've there's seen. Several islands and uh, apparently yeah. they're all, very different, uh, have a uh, very different feel, each one of them. So, oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know that. So. Very interesting. Yeah, that's cool. So does the show take a, take a time to sort of show that as well? Not really. They keep pretty much focused on because the NCIS base yeah, plus sure. Pearl Harbor. So they pretty much stay in, in the, in that in area. Environs of Oahu. I, I don't know, actually, I don't know if their plan is to go to other islands or not, but, uh, I don't have any, um, special information on that. But, um, but my episode, I was delighted that we got to go to the windward side of the island so that I was able to experience that. So I, I read, and I don't know if you can talk about that again. I don't know. I'm just, this is just me. I'm an idiot. Um, I read that potentially there was some sort of like Hawaii five O crossover talk of like Daniel day, Kim, and oh gosh, I can't remember the young lady's name that was on the show of coming on NCIS Hawaii. Does he think, do people just I, say that because they're both in Hawaii? Is that I have no people? idea about any of that. That would be something that's above my favorite. Yeah, yeah <laughs> totally. Like, I, I think people just come up with this stuff because it's like Hawaii and Hawaii yeah, and like- I, I really don't know. I don't have any yeah. special information on that. So it's, yeah. 
That would be kind of cool, though, I guess, uh, if you're, you know, if you're a fan of those shows. I, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm um, always uh, interested when shows kind of intersect with other shows, but I, I don't know what the mechanics of that are. Are they even on the same network? I have no idea. So, That's a good question. Um, I think they are, but I'm not entirely sure. I, I couldn't be sure about that. I'm sure somebody watching knows. And is I, I, I could it. see, you know, them having like some type of intersection with one of the other NCIS. NCIS. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. Like they might try, but I, I, I really don't know. I, I'm not privy to what the plans are for the show, but I did. I did. I was really um, delighted to have been a guest director on the show. Um, that's really awesome. enjoyed working with everybody top to bottom. So very that's well amazing. run show. Very, very um, uh, wonderful people. Cast is wonderful, easy, fun to be with. So, you know, it's good to have that experience when you go into a show where you feel really welcome and part of the family right away. So. Absolutely right. Just creatively. Yeah. What, what, um, you know, NCIS is, is such a massive franchise of shows. What, what do you think generally makes it so popular and appealing to uh, a worldwide audience? Really? What I think, I think the idea of teamwork, I think the idea of, of, again, you know, similar to Sweet Magnolias, the idea of community, you have a group yeah. of people who are really working hand in glove and really working together and pulling on the same oar. I think people like that. Um, I think that people enjoy procedurals because there's a mystery. There's a mystery to be solved. So people always enjoy that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. I think that, uh, again, it's clear that the NCIS franchise really strikes a chord, which is yeah. which is extraordinary and, and, and great. And um, I felt very lucky to be a part of it, you know, because it's been going for a long period of time. It really time. has. But, yeah. yeah. You know, to to suddenly break into that franchise is, is, was a real boom for me. So, uh, but I, I mean, I, LL Cool J's involved, man. It's like, he's in the NCIS franchise. I love that guy. I just think that people really enjoy uh, seeing people working together towards a yeah. common uh, good and a common end. So, you know, that would be what I would, that's the way that I would uh, say it. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Yeah, you're a veteran director in the industry your your take on it is far more uh insightful than mine would ever be i'm just like i don't know you i know? always feel like i'm a neophyte though i always feel like i just show up and i'm just uh you know beginner's mind every time i start you know I oh just, wow i like that this? how am i going to approach this what, what are the what are you know i i don't think any 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 part of my experience never falls into that kind of routine. I, I just always look at it as I enjoy the work. I really enjoy being a director. I enjoy having the opportunity to uh, to to play, and yeah. so I just show up with a real um, expectation that it's going to be fun. That it's going to be a happy set, and usually it is. You know, and I and I don't um, uh, when particularly when I'm a guest director. I don't go in with a lot of ideas of what I think should be done. I, I go in with a real sense of expectation and, and a real sense of like, well, what is, what is this show about? What, what are these people doing? Because everybody is already there before me creating something that I want to seamlessly move into as opposed to trying to come in and, and uh, reinvent the wheel. So, to yeah. speak, you know, so uh, I think that, um, um, it's a it's a train doing a television show is it 
is a moving train. And as a visiting director, you jump on and then you jump off again. And all those other people are on that train moving forward. And so my job is to to make it um, uh, as good as possible for all of them, bringing my skill set to the doing of that. It's a strange way that that television has evolved uh, in terms of these shows that have visiting directors. It's strange. You, you, I've always questioned, well, why wouldn't it just be you have a couple of people and that's that? Yeah. But it's not that way. So uh, I just want to make it as easy as possible for all of the people that I'm working with so that they feel that I am a team player as well and that sure. I fit into their team uh, seamlessly. All right, Norman. Well, look, um, when we come back, we're going to talk more sweet magnolias this is this is the we're gonna get spoiler a little bit you know so warning for everybody because uh these are questions from the fans yeah yeah Yeah. so spoiler alert (laughs) that's right spoiler alert i will say it uh, 20 times so i don't (laughs) want anybody getting mad Uh, although uh, most fans have already binged the whole show I'm gonna be real honest. Most well, people are watching it slowly, though. I wouldn't say that. Everybody. Yeah, that's true. That's I don't. I guess in the fan groups I was in, everyone was like, the first minute it came out, I watched it. Like, <laughs> oh, I just boom, first night. That was crazy. Anyway, yes, we'll be right back and we'll do a little Q and A with Sweet Magnolias, Norma right. Buckley. This is a segment we like to call Restaurant of the Week. Our Restaurant of the Week this week is. Cadillac's Barbecue in North Dallas. Check them out online. We'll put a link in the description. They were named in Texas Monthly's Top 50 Barbecue. They're in the top 10. Okay, Cadillac's Barbecue, they're amazing. Only open a couple days a week and the first Saturday of every month. Just some of the best barbecue you can get in Texas, y'all. All All right, Cadillac's Barbecue, check them out. Back to the show. All right, guys, we are back with Norman Buckley, and we are ready to jump into some, again, spoiler alert, some spoiler, not not, the, not entirely spoiler-heavy questions, but, you know, depending on where you are in episodes, right, I just want to say spoilers, uh-huh. uh, just in case. Uh, nothing, though, too crazy. So let's just jump in, Norman. What do you think? All right. Ready? ready. <laughs> again, this show creates a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here we go. All right. Just so we have it, part of this Q&A, I know we kind of touched on it previously, but season three, what do you know? What can you tell us? I don't know much more than you know at this point. The show has been very successful. It would seem to me that we will get an official pickup order by, based upon the show's success, but I don't have any word on an official pickup yet. My hope is that it will be soon so that we can start to plan for, you know, later this spring or summer. That's all I know. I wish I knew more. <laughs> I, I, I know no more than that. But uh, this is not <laughs> untypical for Netflix. Netflix plays their cards very close to their vests. They tell you when they tell you. And uh, they've been very good to me. So I'm just grateful to uh be involved in a netflix show and that's the way they do it so i just say okay thank you and i'll wait to hear from you (laughs) right yeah i remember the last time we we the last time we did our interview i believe y'all didn't know about season two either and it was the same sort of scenario and i I believe you found out soon after if i'm not mistaken i I think that the show premiered in may 
And we found out, uh, I think right at the end of June or first week of July, somewhere in there. I don't remember okay. the, the, the specifics, but sure. it seems like it was uh, about a um, four to six week process, process. before we found okay. out. Mm -hmm. Right on. Well, one person even commented um, that they, if y'all could get it season three out by the summer, please. <laughs> I don't think that will happen, but, uh, you know, like I think, uh, you know, maybe hopefully we'll be shooting by summer. Who knows? But yeah. We'll see. There you go. There you yeah. go. Yeah. I was like, that's a, that's a little quick yeah. uh, to get that out. Right. Um, yes. Okay. Um, this is a good question. This is from Sandy Bordeaux. She asked, is there any way to increase the number of episodes per season? Right now they do how many episodes? They do 10 per 10. season. I don't really know the answer to that either. Um, this is a Netflix. Would you want thing. to? Uh, what I want to Oh, well, I think, sure. I mean, I think that, that all of us would love to just continue to keep going. And, and um, I know that another of their shows, Virgin River, was picked up for two seasons. Yeah. 10 episodes. So, uh, you know, hopefully, maybe they'll do that with us. I don't know. You know, I, again, it's above my pay grade. They don't, they don't call me and tell me these things yeah. or even <laughs> what the thinking process is in terms of determining these things. Sure. So, I wait to be told. But if you could, you would. I would. Yeah, you would sure. want to. Okay, interesting. Well, yeah. that's interesting. Mm -hmm. um, okay, yeah. All right. Um, Ashley Renee Nainabare. Pardon me if I got that wrong. I apologize. Um, are there any plans to make Dana Sue a more likable character? Like maybe she starts seeing that it's not always everyone else's uh, fault and maybe she gets some therapy uh, in the show. Well, I think that uh, at the end of the season, she was in therapy with her pastor. Yeah. Uh, I think Dana Sue is a very likable character. I think that she is a, um, a woman who's been having to run a restaurant and juggle that with being a single mother. I think that uh, there's bound yeah. to be frustrations with that. Uh, I think that everybody has different things that they respond to with characters and television shows. And uh, this um, viewer wants her to be more likable. I think she's pretty likable. I think she's a pretty enjoyable character and, and uh, she's a strong character. And that's what I like. And uh, also, um, uh, I do think that drama is the nature, uh, uh, conflict is the nature of drama. You know, drama is about conflict. If everybody was nice and if all relationships were moving smoothly and if everything was happening as, as one hopes, then there would be no drama. <laughs> and I don't think that there would be much yeah. reason to watch a television show. So that's my answer to that. That's a great point. Honestly, uh, and uh, I think Brooke Elliott is a wonderful actress and does a, a tremendous job bringing uh, a real, um, a real life to that character. So. Oh, hundred percent. I think anytime an actress even creates that sort of feeling in the person as a viewer, even if you hate that character, there mm -hmm. that's good. Like in my opinion, that's like you're getting this emotional out of everybody, right? That watch that's watching her. Yeah, she's a phenomenal actress. I, I really like her a lot. And uh, you know, I think as the season goes on, you really do see her uh, grapple with a lot yeah. of her the walls that she's built, and you see her really grapple with the the things that have really hurt her. And uh, that was her journey during season two. And I thought she did a wonderful job of of um illuminating that character 
I agree a hundred percent. She really, all the, honestly, all the acting in the show, before we get to the next question, really all the acting in the show is really phenomenal. Just down to, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's the right term, a side character, you know, just somebody coming in for a quick scene or whatever it may be. Everyone really just does a great job of making, oh, you, that's so nice. you know, you're in that place, you're mm -hmm. in serenity, you're here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. I love the way it's shot too. Just side notes. I just love the way I love the, sh not shaky cam, but I like the handheld cam. I, mm -hmm. I don't know the tone The I just really like the way it's, it presents the environment that, you know, the oh, city to nice. you. Yeah. Thank I you. really like it. Um, okay. Uh, oh, that's the, that's the, uh, um, summer question. Okay. Never mind. Sorry. Um, Amy MC asks, are they going to give better backstories to the characters in season three and other seasons, uh, going forward? know what that means i guess flashbacks well, maybe or something or i, I think sure. uh you know as the story goes on we are fleshing out the various backstories you you don't want to you know download all that at the very beginning you want to discover things again i take that back to the question of drama you yeah. know drama is such that you know you reveal things you don't you don't want to hit the nail on the head with everything you want things to be alluded to and, and things to be discovered so you know, I, I don't quite know how to answer that question except to say, yes, of course, we want to uh, <laughs> continue to, uh, to fill out the backstory of various characters and make them the stories richer and, and more complex. And I think Cheryl Anderson and her um, team of writers do an excellent job of that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Of course. Um, this is a. Uh... This is actually sort of a request, I guess, maybe, but which I thought was interesting. Um, Ashley Renee Nainabar, I guess, again, she left another comment. She said, oh, you know, it'd be awesome if there was like an episode or two uh, from when they were kids through getting married and having kids and Helen's relationship with Ryan throughout life. Just little moments to show how they got um, where they are. Uh, so, something about, especially snippets of the wild days of Dana Sue, like her teenage years, uh, that's mentioned often. I don't know. Well, and, I have no. Someone else, uh, someone else chimed in real quick. Uh, said like, yeah, they're all sitting around having margaritas and and like having flashbacks about this stuff. I, you know, I don't. Know. Uh, that's uh, again about my pay grade. I'm not involved <laughs> in the writing of the show. I'm involved in the execution of the show. Well, what so, do you think of that uh, idea as a as a just a? I I think that. Um, Sure, there's a version of the show that could include flashbacks. Uh, I think there's also um, something to be said for leaving that to the imagination of the audience. And uh, I certainly defer to um, the storytelling chops of Cheryl Anderson and her crew, because sure. I think that she, she really thinks about these things very deeply. And I think that um, uh, I'm anxious to see where season three might go, but um, the, that would be something that would have to come from the writer's room and sure. not something that I would, would basically be requesting or and, and instigating. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it could be, um, Ashley, if you're listening, and I'm sure you are going to watch this. Listen, this that could be a room for a prequel series that gets made, right? The the younger years. You never know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just spitballing here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Um, all right, Mallory Ford asks, what makes them make the choice to deviate from the books in specific uh, circumstances? I don't, um, 
know precisely what the thinking process is uh, moving from books to film, but I have never worked on a show based on a series of books that stuck to the books, um, literally, for yeah. several reasons. Um, one of them being then the show is predictable. People know what's going to happen. Uh, secondarily, there's a lot of things you can do in a novel that you can't necessarily do uh, on a, uh, in a visual sense because um, in a novel you can track somebody's thinking process, but in, in um, storytelling, um, in a visual medium, you have to really um, show things by behavior. Um, I think that the books were springboard for where the stories are going, but I don't necessarily think that it was ever the intent to do a, a very literal translation of the novels. And hopefully they complement each other. Hopefully people who watch the show will want to read the novels. People who read the novels will want to watch the television show. But it's very rare for a television show to, to be um, um, completely... Uh, literal to the to the novels. I mean, it does happen. I mean, the HBO show My Brilliant Friend is a very faithful adaptation of the of the novels that they're based on. But um, uh, that I don't think was ever the intent here. I think it was to use the novels as a springboard to explore some other storytelling that that interested our our showrunner Cheryl Anderson. Yeah. And I think that Cheryl Anderson and Cheryl Woods, the writer of the of the novels, they talk. They 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 have a relationship amongst themselves. They they talk about the direction of the of the show. I don't think that anything is done without a real respect for where the material originated. So, yeah, what a great answer. Yeah. Um, you know, this might be a tough one. Same person, Mallory Ford. She's asking, what made you make the choice for Bill to be... Uh, spoiler alert here, big time. Just be clear. Uh, mm. What made you make the choice for Bill to be Isaac's father over other choices? I, you know, I'm sure... I don't know if you're involved with that stuff or even how that... Maybe we I can just speak on how... I am not involved with that. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what you can it say. It was a way of just uh, looping back into... All of these characters are, are um, they have ties that bind them. And uh, I think it was a surprise to um, the actors. It was a surprise to me, you know, like when I knew where the story was going. I think I knew it before the actors did. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I do think that there, there was a real desire to, again, like, uh, I don't even know what happens in the books um, precisely. But I, I do think that that's one of the, the reasons why you deviate from from the novels is so that you can um, surprise the audiences with the direction that the story goes sometime. Uh, I, I don't know exactly what the thinking process was taking the story in that direction. Uh, again, I'm involved in the execution of scripts that are already written. I'm not involved in the writing of the scripts. So. So, you, so you guys didn't know about that till later on shooting. I can't, remember when I, I can't remember when I knew that Bill was going to be the father. I, I certainly knew in season one that Peggy was the mother, and uh, I, it's some somewhere along the line, I knew that, that Bill was going to be the father. But I certainly knew that Bill was going to be the father before Chris Klein knew that Bill was going to be the father. Oh, really? That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, you know, it was a secret. It was a secret that uh, we we held close to the vest. 
And yeah. so, um, I, yeah. and I liked the way it was, uh, revealed. So. Oh, absolutely. No, for sure. You know, there's another, this isn't in here, but this is my question, my fan question. There's another part involving Bill, uh, in the show where, you know, he punches, right. He punches this dude, right. He gets in a, I don't want to say fight. Right. But like, and there's some controversy about whether or not he should have done it. Was he justified? Are you talking about Bill or are you talking about Cal? Cal. Sorry, Cal. Yeah. Cal. Mm-hmm. Right, where he punched it. Right. So, like, I'm curious what, um, and so now he's got this anger management mm-hmm. issue sort of thing. Like, I'm curious. There was some controversy about, like, well, he was justified in doing that. And honestly, I've seen that a lot, that mm-hmm. comment a lot. I'm curious what you think about that. Well, um, I think that um, personally, you know, maybe not as uh, just Norman Buckley walking the street, you know, what does he think? Uh, about I that? think there are there are repercussions to anybody's yeah. behavior. And so um, there there will be repercussions. <laughs> I will say that. You I know? love that answer. I like that. Uh, the, the <laughs> it, might, it might have been better if uh, Kelly just waited until the sheriffs got there, you know, but uh uh, I, I think that, um, again, conflict is drama. Drama is conflict. So we've got to have some conflict. We, gotta, we can't have characters that, that aren't uh, um, complicated, uh, fully fleshed out people. So the um, idea of giving Cal a backstory of, of uh, anger management, which he was hiding, I think is a really interesting one. But along with hiding a past and hiding certain things um, that there is the potential for those things to erupt again. And that sure. happened at the end of the season. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that season three will address this question and those issues. So, yeah, absolutely. Of course. Um, okay. Gina, uh, Oak Sinek. Oh man. I'm so sorry, Gina. Um, is all the filming done in Covington, Georgia? And is that where the filming is done? The uh, exteriors are shot in Covington, and some of them are shot in Madison, Georgia. The uh, most of the interiors are sets uh, at a studio um, in East Decatur. So we're not in Covington full time. We go out there one or two days per episode, uh, or to Conyers, or to uh, Porter Dell, or to Madison. It's there. There's there are a lot of little towns in and the environs right there that we pull from. A lot of the uh, interstitial material that people saw this year was actually in Madison, Georgia, as opposed to Covington. Covington is a a nice little town in terms of it has a square, it has the exterior of the restaurant. Um, It's used a lot in various TV shows. It's Vampire Diaries, um, a couple other shows, but um, uh, we, we shoot there, but we also shoot other places as well. Right on. Okay. Well, I think, um, that's our last question. That was Is that our last question? Up. Wow. Yeah. Well, we're, we're kind of running out of time and I want to get to that TikTok thing real quick. Oh, okay. Uh, right. there, th- I mean, there's more questions, but they're really just all when season three, when season three, when season, <laughs> uh, let's literally all everybody wants as to as, know. As soon as I know, I'll let you know. <laughs> In fact, one person commented, 
because I, you know, they asked that and I said, okay, thank you. We have that question. And they wrote, no, 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 you don't understand. That's the question. That's <laughs> the, like nobody else well, wants to know anything. Tell them, else. tell them to follow my Twitter. And as soon as I know, then they will know. So, there you go. Follow Norman Buckley's Twitter. We'll put a link in the description. And as soon as he knows, he will post about it. That's right. I will. Okay, Norman. Well, listen, um, this was fantastic. I had oh, such sorry, a great, it's great time. To see you, Patrick. Thank you so much for asking me to be a part of it again. Yes, Norman. This was so much fun, man. I got to tell you, people are going to love this episode. I really appreciate you taking the time. The Lone Star Play podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more who are using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, visit our website, lonestarplate.show. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Until next time.